Hello, hello. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Humans of all shapes, sizes, colours and creeds. Hello. Hello and welcome to Reggie's Urban Retreat. Hope you've all had a good week. Grabbing life by the balls. Welcome. Welcome back to Reggie's. Thanks for dropping by and giving us a listen. I hope you find this episode entertaining, or at the very least bearable enough to listen to the end. I'm Reggie, and I'm going to be dragging you through the next 15 minutes or so, or what I laughingly call a podcast. I have improved since the car crash that was episode one, and to be fair, that couldn't be difficult. I do feel a bit more confident now, and I'm managing to keep the anxiety in hand. And don't feel like hiding in a cupboard or taking up smoking every time I make a mistake. I do believe that making this podcast has helped me deal with the anxiety, and I feel I can cope with the panic attacks and not let them rule my life. There was a point where the thought of just leaving the house rendered me petrified with fear. Well, I'm not saying I'm free from all, but I'm certainly getting back to the kind of person I used to be. As I've said before, if you are struggling with issues, or you just want to give me some feedback, or for any reason really, you can contact me at reggiesurbanretreat at gmail.com, or you can find me on Twitter. I say Twitter, I refuse to call it X. I mean, why would you take a globally recognised company and change its name and branding? That is, unless you have the ego the size of a house. I used to be quite a big fan of Twitter, to be fair, but since Elon Musk's taken over and basically battered it into the mess that it is now, I haven't really bothered with it. I'm also on Facebook, or is that meta now? I can't keep up with all this swapping and changing. It's like when they changed Marathon to Snickers and Opal Fruits to Starburst. I think they're called Starburst now. Anyway, drop us a line and give us a follow. I'd be over the moon if you did. And you'd make a reasonably old man happy. Luckily enough, I've got Mrs. Reggie helping with the social media stuff, so that's a bonus. I, personally, haven't got a clue. Now, last week, I had a little moan about people at traffic lights. Well, I've had a bit of feedback on it, and it's been suggested that I should include a weekly rant in the podcast. Now, I'm all for this idea. I love having a moan and a whine, and there are many, many things that annoy me. But as I've said before, this podcast is for everyone. I wouldn't want to include something that people wouldn't like. So I'm going to put a poll on Facebook and Twitter and let the people decide. So if you want to hear me ranting and raving, head over to my socials and give me your opinion. Or better still, if you want to have a rant, drop me an email and let me know. Right then, on to this week's topic, Guinness World Records. A world record could be considered as one of the most remarkable feats that a human can achieve, especially when it comes to achievements in sport, science, engineering and the arts. I mean, I doubt Usain Bolt's record for the 100 metres will be broken any time soon. The book Guinness World Record collects all of these topics, as well as some slightly more obscure and sometimes rather stupid ones. It took me quite a while to whittle down the candidates for this week's show, and if, I, and if I'd included all the ones I wanted to, I'd probably have never got this week's episode finished. My first recollection of the Guinness Book of World Records was probably one Christmas, probably about eight or nine, 
and I got a copy of that year's Guinness World Records book. And as the saying goes, I could not put it down. Apparently it all started back in 1951. So Hugh Beaver, who was the managing director of the Guinness Brewery at the time, went on a shooting trip in Wexford Island. And during an argument about which was the fastest game bird in Europe, he realised that it was impossible to find the answer in reference books. And this gave him the idea to create a book that would supply answers to interesting questions like these. The first edition of the Guinness Book of Records was published on August 27th, 1955. And it consisted of 197 pages. By Christmas, it became the best-selling book in Britain. And since then, over 400 million copies have been sold worldwide. It also spawned a TV series, Record Breakers. It was a British children's TV show themed around the Guinness Book of World Records. And it was broadcast on BBC One from the 15th of December 1972 to the 21st of December 2001. I hadn't realised that it actually had gone on to 2001. I used to love that. It was originally presented by Roy Castle, with Guinness World Record founders, the twin brothers, Norris McGuerter and Ross McGuerter. I'm somewhere in the back of my mind, I'm not sure if this is right, but I'm sure one of them was shot by the IRA. Anyway, that, that's nothing to do with this. Sorry about that. The programme, it was a spin-off from Blue Peter, which had featured record-breaking attempts. The closing theme was Dedication, performed by Roy Castle. Dedication. Dedication, dedication, that's what you need. Sorry about that, couldn't help myself. Who broke nine world records himself. By the time record breakers were cancelled, it had been on the air for 29 years, seven days, and was one of the longest running TV programmes in Britain. Now, unfortunately, I no longer receive a copy of the Guinness World Records at Christmas. Family, if you're listening, there's an idea for you. So I've had to go on the interweb and I've found some of the world's weirdest and downright crazy world records. I mean, I have to question how some people find out that they can do these things or even why they'd want to do them in the first place. But to be honest, I'm glad they do. So grab yourself a brew, something stronger unless you're driving. Get yourself comfy and prepare to be amazed, dumbfounded and maybe even disgusted at how far some people will go just to get a Guinness World Record. point out that these are in no particular order but I must say that I think my favourite is probably the one broken by uh, George Christen but we'll get to that later on. If anybody asks you what your greatest achievement was you might say something like raising my family or I've written a book or I did a parachute jump or something like that. Well not this particular fella. Gerard Jesse from the Philippines holds the world record for extinguishing the most number of candles by farting. Now, apparently, he's extinguished the flames of five candles. Now, I've got to be honest, I work with a couple of blokes who could probably smash that record. So, Johnny, Chad, if you're listening, 
give it a go. Right, moving on from one release of gas to another release of gas. The loudest burp, female. Maryland woman Kimberly Kimmy Cola Winter belted out a belch that was measured at 107 decibels. That's about as loud as a motorcycle at full throttle. Winter told Guinness World Records that she'd had coffee and beer with her breakfast on the day of the attempt to ensure maximum volume for her gargantuan gas. Apparently it's just short of the man's record, which is 112.7 decibels. Again, Johnny, Chad, if you're listening. Okay, my next record breaker is 11-year-old Finn Keller from Utah. Uh, This young fella holds the record for having the most amount of snails on his face. Apparently, yes, that's a thing. On his 11th birthday, he asked his friends and neighbours to cover his entire head and face with the shelled and slimy creatures for a whole 10 seconds. Well, what an absolute joy that must have been. I don't know about you, but when I was 11, I was out playing football or hide-and-seek or whatever. I certainly wasn't sticking gastropods to my face. Now, for this next record, I feel I should issue a, a, a warning. Please do not attempt this at home or anywhere. Not necessarily. It doesn't have to be anywhere. Just don't do it. Michael Lotito, who passed away in 2007 at the age of 57, and when you find out what his world record was, you'll probably understand why he died so young. He has a world record for he eating 900 grams of metal per day. All the metal he consumed was from one aeroplane, uh, which I might add was entirely gobbled up from the age of nine. He developed uh, this unusual tolerance and fondness for eating dangerous objects like glass and metal, which are generally indigestible. Doctors discovered he had a pretty resilient digestive system and was diagnosed with PICA, which is a compulsive eating disorder in which people eat non-food items. I'm sorry, did did nobody actually think to try and help him? Rather than shoving bits of plane down his throat, why didn't you at least try and help him? And he still might be alive today. Hey, who am I to judge? Moving on from eating, we're going to sniffing. (laughs) And sniffing the most feet and armpits. Again, who knew this was a thing? Madeline Albrecht holds the record for sniffing the most feet and armpits ever. Are you ready for this number? Five thousand six hundred of them now i think it has to be said that this wasn't done in one sitting uh the lady in question works for a company that makes uh deodorants and the like and it's part of her job to see if they work properly she'd have been great on that game show i can't remember what it was called where people went on and they had to mime what they did for a living and then the celebrity panel had to guess what their job was i can't remember what it was called but she she'd have been great on that this next world record has to be my favourite. It's it's just bizarre. Why it's a thing or who came up with it, I have absolutely no idea. But it is the longest distance travelled, holding a table between your teeth, wait for it, with a woman sitting on it. I mean, as if carrying a table between your teeth isn't bad enough. You think to yourself, I know. I'll get me missus to sit on it. That'll do it. George Christen ran 11.5 metres while carrying an 11.7 kilo table and a 49 kilo woman. Wow. Why? 
I just why? <laughs> but he's not. It's not the only weird thing he does as well. Apparently, he holds the tour, the uh, record for the fastest hot water bottle inflated by lung power. Apparently, he's got another 22 records to his name as well. Sounds like the kind of man you don't want to be messing with, to be honest. But here's another bloke that it's probably wise to give uh, a wide berth to. And forgive me how I pronounce this. Abolfazal Sabir Mokhatari. Wow, that's a mouthful. Holds the world record for most spoons balanced on his body. Mr. Mokhatari managed to balance 85 spoons on his body. Says he's been doing it since he was a child and told the UPI that he can focus on whatever I'm trying to stick to my body, making me capable of transferring my energy and power to it. I mean, it could be that, or maybe he's just really sweaty and everything sticks to him anyway. Who knows? Talking of having things stuck to your body, this next record just sends shivers down my spine. And it's the world record for the heavy, heaviest body of bees. Now, don't get me wrong, I've nothing against bees. I think they're great. Certainly wouldn't harm one. But I certainly would not want 673,000 of them covering my entire body. That's about 63 kilos in weight. Wow. Ruan Liang Ming, or should that be the calmest man alive, said he was inspired by the 19th century carnival act called Bee Bearding, where performers placed a queen bee on the bodies, thereby attracting thousands of the workers. Yeah, not something I'm going to be doing in a hurry. Now, this next record's another one of those where you think to yourself, how did he come up with this? This is just why. Would anybody want to see how many toilet seats they can break using their head? But... Kevin Shelley thought it would be a great idea to find out. And he managed to break 46 in one minute. I mean, aside from the fact he could have probably given himself concussion or at the very least a very bad headache, it's kind of a a very niche subject to be doing, isn't it? I mean, it's not something you see every day. It would be interesting to find out just how many people have attempted this. I can't imagine it will be many. Now, getting a kick in the family jewels is probably enough to bring most men to their knees, turn them into a quivering, crying wreck. But not for Kirby Roy. He volunteered to have the hardest ever kick to the groin on record. Now, that in itself's bad enough. But to have the kick delivered by none other than MMA fighter Justice Smith Well, that just adds a whole new level of badness. The kick was delivered at 22 miles per hour with 1,100 pounds of force. Apparently, Mr. Roy didn't even flinch. Apparently, he just said, that was a strong kick. He explained during an interview it's because he'd been kicked there so many times before that his nerves processed Only 10% of the neurotransmitters necessary to communicate pain from the testicles to the brain. I can only think that making him want to do this probably means he's been kicked in the head a fair few times as well. Well, unfortunately, that's where I'm going to leave the uh, wonderful world of Guinness World Records. I I think you can agree there's some very bizarre ones there.
oh, I've just remembered the name of that game show. Uh, what's my line? One where you had to guess what people's jobs were. What's my line? That was it. Can't remember who hosted it, though. Well, that's about it for uh, episode number three. Thanks very much for listening. Uh, I quite enjoyed that one, to be fair. I hope it's... Uh, Hope the quality of these podcasts is improving as I go along. Please do get in touch if you wish to. Facebook, Twitter, regisurbanretreat at gmail.com. Go on, get in touch. What have you got to lose? Well, I'm off to get my tea now. I noticed as I was coming out that the missus was in the kitchen busily uh, baking cheese and onion pie. So, uh, yippee for me. Can't wait for that one. She does make a damn fine cheese and onion pie, to be fair. So once again, thanks for listening. And I'm going to leave you with this. A pair of cows was talking in a field. One said to the other, Have you heard about this mad cow disease? The other one says, Yeah, but it doesn't really concern me. I'm a giraffe. Stay safe. Look after yourselves. Talk to you soon. Draw for now.